Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have been discussing chapter 9, Raja Vidya Raja Guru Yoga So far we have seen that Bhagwan has indicated the relationless relationship of a Jiva, Jagat and a Paramatma. So that's basically what the, the topic of this discussion Bhagwan started. So we are aware of our relationship with the Jiva to the Jagat that I consider myself to be independent of the Jagat, the world. So the world I consider is an object, something other than me, but we still do not have any inkling about what our relationship with the Paramatma is, the all-pervading being. So Bhagavan clarified in the first six verses which we have seen that his relationship to the Jagat is relationless relationship. So first he said, I am not in them, they are in me. So the first conception we have from our childhood, learning from our teachers, religions, that Bhagwan is within me, but I do not know who that Bhagwan is. Bhagwan clarified that I am not in them, I am not in the beings. So the first paradigm shift here is, Bhagwan is saying, I am not in them. The next thing he says that they are in me. In which I pervade this entire jagat, jagat which I can imagine and perceive in its infinity. And Bhagavan said, I am that infinite jagat and all beings are in the jagat. I am not in, in it, but it is in me. So Brahman, Paramatma is the fundamental. Everything is an emergent reality. The jagat is emerging out of Paramatma. Jiva is emerging out of Jagat. So he clarified this relationship that I am fundamental. Jagat and Jivas are within me. But then he clarifies further saying, but in reality, even they are not in me. So first we are conceived as the wind in the space. That the space is all pervading and infinite from our perspective. The wind is finite and moving around within the space. In the same way, all other elements which we see below space, air, fire, water, earth, they are within space. So space is substratum for all things and beings to be in. That's our, our normal perception. The space is all pervading, everything is within the space. Now Bhagwan is saying that he is beyond space and time. The Jagat is bound by space and time. Bhagwan says I am beyond space and time. So the Bhagwan is fundamental, infinite, all-pervading, unchanging. Jagat is bound by space and time and therefore it is changing, but it is constantly changing with time. So the conundrum is if the Jagat and Jiva came out of Brahman, the Supreme Reality. How did Brahman change? 
or I see the manifest Jagat, which is the manifest Prakriti, which came out of Brahman, which is unmanifest. How did the unmanifest became manifest is the riddle we have to solve. So Bhagavan said, even they are not in me. It makes it clear that the Jiva and Jagat are apparent reality or not the fundamental reality. Because they appear to be in me, I am not in them, they are in me. But you see, they are also actually not in me. In other words, they appear to be in me. And therefore, we use this analogy of snake and rope. So that's the only way the two things can exist in the same state of manifest and unmanifest at the same time. Rope is unmanifest to the one who is afraid of snake. Snake is manifest. But someone who is aware of the rope, for him the snake is not there. Rope is the reality. So these two are related but have no real relationship. Snake and rope are related because without rope the snake cannot exist. But the snake has no real reality other than the observer is creating this reality. You remove the observer, the snake and rope dichotomy goes away. So this Jagat and Jiva which I see as two realities, the Bhagavan said that they do not really exist, are created by my observations. It's my mind which projects the space and time. The space and time are concepts of my mind. When I am not aware of myself in deep sleep, neither space nor time exist. So when you wake up only then you can say, nice sleep. But how long did I sleep? I will have no idea unless I look at the watch or clock. And so I went to sleep at such and such time, woke up at such and such time. So I, I infer that I slept for as many hours. But a deep sleeper has no sense of time or space. So the Bhagwan said, Jiva and Jagat are the conceptions of mind. But I, in reality, is pristine without any change. But then Jiva and Jagat are very real for us. So how do they come into existence? Bhagwan now explains in the following verses. Sarva Bhutani Kaunteya Prakritim Yanti Mamikam Kalpakshaye Punastani Kalpada Visrajamiyaham at the end of the kalpa, all beings, sarvabhutani, we see in the prakriti, they come back to my original nature. Prakriti we discussed last time is the fundamental manifest reality, also called Hiranyagarbha, also called Ishwara. So Brahman with Maya is Ishwara. Brahman is the efficient cause. Maya is the material cause. Maya provides this material to create this Jagat. So this Maya is the fundamental Prakriti. From that fundamental Prakriti, the Prakriti which I see as pluralistic manifestation comes into existence. This plurality goes back into that singular Prakriti at the end of Kalpa. We learned in last chapter that Brahmaji is one day is one Kalpa. 
Brahmaji's one day is 1,000 Mahayugas. One Mahayuga has four yugas, Satya, Treta, Dwapar and Kali. And we have calculated the one Kalpa is 4.3 billion years. So here Bhagavan said, there is the one cycle of creation, the another cycle of dissolution is Brahmaji's night, which is equally as long as 4.3 billion years in human terms. So Bhagavan said, I create this Jagat at the beginning of my day and all that comes back to its original state at the end of the Kalpa. So the creation goes to the evolution as we perceive in our scientific observations. In our modern day, the universe came into existence in the Big Bang. It continues to expand. It con continues to evolve. And at some point of time, it will go back to its original state. Prabhupada said, Sarva Bhutani, all beings in this Jagat, Prakrutim Yanti Mamikam Kalpakshai, at the end of Kalpa, they all come back to me in my Prakriti. Punahtani Kalpada Visrajami Aham, I recreate them at the beginning of the next Kalpa, which is very similar to when I go to sleep every night. I have all these ideas during the days, I have all the goals during my days, I have to-do list all during my day. I go to sleep. All those ideas are folded back into my consciousness when I go to sleep. When I'm in deep sleep, I don't really feel anything. I have no to-do list, I have no idea what I need to become, what I need to acquire, what I have already accomplished. All those ideas in dormant state when I'm sleeping. The next morning when I wake up, exactly those same ideas will create my new day. So I went to sleep as an architect, I wake up as an architect. A doctor who went to sleep as a doctor wakes up as a doctor. My problems yesterday unresolved and they're still unresolved today. So we start from where we left off last night. Bhagavan said here, in the case of the Srishti, at the individual level, my world starts at the beginning of the day or ends when I go to sleep at the night. At the Samastis level, at the end of Kalpa, the whole world goes to sleep. But all those Vasanas, tendencies of all the beings are in a dormant state. The new Kalpa will start with the old Kalpa. So nothing really changes when the new Kalpa starts. The same cycle will start all over again. And so Bhagavan said, Prakritim Swam Avastabhya Visrujami Punah Punah. This is unending cycle. It's not the Brahmaji wakes up one day and then goes to sleep and then we are done with it. Brahmaji's life is considered 100 years. One day and one night we see his two kalpas. Now you have to put his 100 years. That Brahma then gets liberation, moksha. And the new Brahma takes over. The new cycle starts all over again. So this is unending creation. My world comes out of my ideas and it dissolves into my nothingness when I go to deep sleep. When I wake up, it starts all over again. This happens all throughout my life. When I die, everything gets merged into tendencies. I will have no memory of my experiences, but I'll carry that fragrance with me of what I have experienced in this life which will be the beginning of my next life. 
at an individual level. Brahma's level, this entire Srusti is in that state. As an individual, Bhagavan said, you can visualize this entire Jagat as your own self, just as you're visualizing yourself right now as a limited being. Otherwise, Bhutagramam inam krusnam avasam prakrutehe avasar. The cycle continues perpetually. Because Brahman is beyond time, the time does not exist. For us, time exists because we are perceiving events in space. The time is an interval between two events. If we remove all events, there is no time. If I don't experience anything, there is no time. But I experience one event, then a second event, this interval becomes time. This Bhutagramam, Krishnam, this entire group of beings, Avasham, without any choice. As long as I have a tendency, I'm going to manifest that tendency. If I have desire, I'll act according to that desire. Visrujami Krishnam Avasam Prakrutehe Avashat. Because they are under the spell of Prakriti, the Maya. Therefore, they do not have any choice but to act according to their own tendencies and vasanas. All beings are propelled to act according to their Swadharma, according to their makeup of their own vasanas and desires. Even when they go into dormant state, those vasanas and desires remain in dormant state. When you wake up, those vasanas and desires come back again. And this cycle continues perpetually. Unless you get out of this cycle of becoming and doing. Now the question Bhagwan answers here is whether that affects Brahman. Because he is the propeller, he is the prompter, he is the supporter of all this activity which is happening perpetually. Creation, dissolution is continuing. Creation, dissolution cannot happen without the presence of Brahman. My day and my night and my activity cannot happen unless I'm conscious of it. As long as my consciousness is there, there will be day for me, there is waking state for me, there is dream state for me, deep sleep state for me. Question is, is my consciousness getting affected by my experiences at an individual level? At the Samastis level, does Brahman get affected by these happenings? So Bhagavan clarifies in this verse, Nachamam tani karmani nibadnanti. These actions of creation and dissolution, which is only possible because I, the Supreme Consciousness, is supporting it by using Maya. But the Maya is Brahmashraya. It's, it's supported by Brahman. There is no Brahman, there is no Maya. There is no magician, there is no magic. You have to have a magician to create magic. So that magic is supported by magician. This maya is supported by Brahman. But Brahman uses that maya as the material to create this jagat. Just as in my dream state, I create the experiences of my waking state as the material to create my dreams. No matter how weird a dream is, it is never based on something which you have not experienced before. 
it may be jumbled up of all the experiences, but all my dreams are based on my experiences, not on anybody else's experiences. So Brahman creating this Maya as the material, creating this Jagat and then dissolving this Jagat into Prakriti again, remain in its pristine state, unaffected by individual actions. Brahman remaining the support of Maya is not getting involved in Maya because he is the Maya Pati. He is in control of Maya. Magician does not get confused by his own magic because he is in control of his magic. I in the audience get affected by the magic because I am under the spell of that magic, that illusion. I as the Jiva is under the spell of Maya and therefore avashaha, without having any choice, I get deluded by this Maya and start working as an individual. Iswara does not get deluded by Maya because he is the Maya Pati. Nachamam tani karmani nibadnanti. These actions of creation and dissolution supported by me, I am not bound by those actions. Udasin vat asinam asaktam teshu karmasu. Udasin vat as if I am indifferent. Brahman is not indifferent to this creation and dissolution. But udasin vat as if I am indifferent. Say, Bhagwan, are you really involved in this jagat or not? Bhagwan says, I am involved but indifferently. I am not affected by it. When I get involved in my children's play, I am indifferent. Who wins, who loses, it doesn't affect me. But I still guide them and be a referee. Bhagwan said, Uddasin vat asaktam and unattached. If my two children are playing with each other, one wins, other loses. I'm unattached because they're both my children. Those actions, I see them indifferently and unattached. And therefore, they're perpetually going on with my Maya. It is my tendency to create this universe. So we have this question, how long this Jagat will go on and how long there are waves in ocean? Well, as long as there is ocean, there will be waves because it's the very nature of ocean to have waves. So how long this Jagat will continue? As long as Ishwara is there, as long as Brahman is there. Brahman is fundamental reality, as we know, is unaffected by any of these changes. So Bhagavan said, Udasinvat. Asinam asaktam teshu karmasi. I do not get affected by them because I'm indifferent and unattached. If you take this lesson from Ishwara at your own level, you will be unaffected. That's basically Bhagavan's message here. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina 
सर्वे सन्त निरामे भद्रा पश्य कचिदुखभागे ओ शाति 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 हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ